especially with temps because temps aren't even allowed to um we we've had a lot of temps cause accidents in the last couple of months so we have new rules now that when a temp gets hired for the first month that they're there they are not allowed to touch anything they have to learn by watching and i'm like that's Sure, it's cutting down on accidents, but you're also going to have a lot of temps who, after a month, don't know how to fucking do anything. got to treat them like they're fucking babies, man. That's what we do. And then we wonder why none of them stay. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I wonder why babies stick around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it's like, adult life is so fucking hard. I just fucking end it, man. I mean, 17-year-old me was definitely there. Bruh. And I didn't do it, and here I am. I'm not saying I regret it, but I'm not saying that I don't not regret it. God damn. That's fucking radical. Jesus. (laughs) (sighs) Lots of suicide jokes on this podcast. Yeah, it's almost like... It's almost like we, we have mental illnesses or something. <laughs> you call it mental illness. I call it foreshadowing. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh, God. oh, my. I don't like that. Well, we can start the show now. Listening to Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Pop. We have what I would describe as a show for you today. Um, I'm not sure if it's good. I'm not sure if it's bad, uh, but it is something. So, so there's that. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, video games, you know, because this is a, this here. This is a video game podcast. Uh, we're also going to be talking about things that we've, uh, you know, watched or read or, or, or what have you over the last, uh, when was the last time we got together? Was it, last was it two week. weeks ago? Was it not last week? Was it last week? I, think I don't it was know. Last week. You guys it have was been, last week. Okay. You guys have just been gone for so long that I don't, I don't know our schedule anymore to be I'm honest not gonna lie brother i was almost gone tonight too i feel like shit i was like i can't miss another one <laughs> he said my boss is gonna fire me if i miss yeah. another one <laughs> austin's just like call out i'm over here like this is my last line like, i don't uh, have much more racking up i've already got two write-ups i can't be doing this <laughs> i've already named <laughs> jeff, jeff employee of the one. year like i mean you guys fucking up if jeff's employee of the year that's true i mean he is a good guy. I'm not going to say he, he doesn't deserve it. But he is a guy. You're correct. <laughs> anyway, we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. So, uh, yeah, get, get prepared for that. Uh, I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen. And I am joined, as almost always, by my two co-hosts, Dylan Dramamine Martin and Austin Amphetamine Stevens. Boy, that is 
very uh, I, thematic, I guess, would be the correct word for, for our f- last conversation before we started. Right? I mean, that is true. That is accurate. That was some good foreshadowing on somebody's part. Yeah, that that was uh, like on said. your part because you like uh, got a new job or something. I don't know. I was only yeah. half listening. That being said, if anyone has any remotely listed jobs, let us know. God. Yes. <laughs> All three of us will take it. Uh, I already have a remote job, so I don't know yeah, that I would take it. I don't know how much longer you have that, though. That's true. It's only probably for the next 20 days or so. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> Holy shit. He said, I'm getting fired next week, baby. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't that be some fucking bullshit? It would be some bullshit. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, how are you? Uh, how are you boys doing? It's, it's been a while, and by a while, I mean exactly one week. I'm surprised that I'm here. I mean, same. Honestly, I almost got arrested last week, so that's cool. Same. That's all I yeah. have to contribute to this. Did you say same? Yeah. What did you almost get arrested for? Uh, for uh, bad stuff because I'm a I'm a bad boy. I I I deal the drugs and shoot the shoot the coppers. So what happened to you, Austin? <laughs> I uh, violently cussed out three nurses and a doctor. As you should. And they fucked them security, nurses. And the security came up and they were like, "Oh." you keep being belligerent, we're going to have to call the cops. And I was like, bro, I'll call them for you. I'll pull that shit out right now. Did Fuck you uh, Did you guys ever hear about the uh, the time that Kayla and I uh, fucking, we had cops come up to our little, like, I guess, waiting area um, during uh, Kayla's mom's whole thing? No. No, I had no idea. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Kayla's mom's uh, brothers and sisters uh, are, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, cunts. And um, they just basically more or less straight up blamed Kayla and myself for uh, Marie's being in the hospital. And, uh, it was, it was because we, I don't know, had to work to pay bills and shit like that. Um, it was, it was some straight up fucking bullshit, honestly. And, uh, and they were like talking mad shit to us directly as her mom was fucking dying. And, uh, I didn't take very kindly to, um some of those cunts being cunts and uh i started raising my voice uh rather loudly and um well the nurse came in and heard that and she was not not very pleased so she went and got some fucking police officers and brought them upstairs and was like hey is everything cool are we are we all gonna be nice and and whatever here holy shit yeah I think it was, I do remember you telling me that. Oh man, it was it was fucking wild. I was I was ready to fucking punch some old bitches like just straight up. I didn't give a fuck if they were women. Oh, I was yeah. ready to fucking knock them 
all the way into hell where they fucking belong. That's how but, I felt about that fucking doctor, bro. I hope, oh God, I hope that bitch is miserable for the rest of her life. <laughs> I hope every crowning achievement that her kids are going to have goes horribly wrong. And she has to do, live with that for the rest of her life. <laughs> Fuck that lady. I hope she fucks somebody up so bad that she gets sued for medical malpractice. Don't we all? I want wish to that? sue her for medical malpractice. Oh God! No, it's just my my grandmother was in the hospital last week, and uh, I went to go see her like last Wednesday. Uh, she was on uh, tuberculosis isolation, which I didn't even know that hospitals put you in isolation for that now, uh, which is fucking yeah, bullshit it's... because she showed no symptoms of tuberculosis whatsoever in the fucking first place. Uh, I was going to say, haven't we eradicated that? Yeah. Didn't uh, that die in the 40s? <laughs> like, Dude, I had like a TB scare when I was a kid. I had to go on medication for like three months because of it or some shit. Yeah. For real? Yeah, I'm not yeah, even kidding, still man. A thing. Dude, that's fucking wild. I, I like genuinely thought only, it was gone. I think it. I think it truly only is. Effect, only affects elderly and children at this point. Yeah, I was young, young dude. I don't. I don't even think I was double digits yet. I think I was probably eight or nine. Yeah, I think it only really affects like really young kids and the elderly. Damn, that's fucking nuts, yo. But I had absolutely no idea. They they lifted the isolation last Wednesday. She went into the hospital Saturday, the Saturday, the previous Saturday. So she's in there for five days at this fucking point. We were finally allowed to see her. We got there to see her. And then they were like, oh, we had to put restraints on her at 2.30 this morning. Why? Why did you feel like you had to put a 91-year-old lady in fucking bed restraints? And they were like, oh, because she threatened one of the nurses. Ma'am, that is a 92-year-old woman that weighs all of 75 pounds who can't even stand up by herself. What the fuck made you feel so goddamn threatened? And it was a bunch of other shit too, man. Like they, she hadn't had a bath the whole fucking time she'd been there. Despite the doctor looking me in my face and saying, yes, she's had a bath every day since she's been here. And then the nurse comes in. I asked the fucking nurse and the nurse goes, nope, she hasn't had a bath one time. And so I'm like, why are you lying? Why are you blatantly fucking lying to me? I don't understand. And, uh, she... She has prescription medication she has to take that she went five days without taking. So almost her whole body was severely fucked up because it was missing all these medications that she was supposed to be fucking on. Uh, And on top of that, I found her prescription medications in the fucking trash can. And the nurse goes, oh, I saw it on the floor. So I thought it was trash. And I said, bitch, you mean to tell me you are a goddamn RN and you don't know how to read a fucking prescription label? That doesn't make any fucking sense. And it was just a whole bunch of bullshit. Uh, Long story short, I cussed out three nurses and a doctor and they called security and then threatened to call the police. Oh, yeah. It was a whole whole thing. Fucking badasses over here threatening to kill cops and threatening to fuck. I'm just Dude, kidding. I felt I, don't like, know I, I felt like the I was so because like my grandmother is like my mom to me, and so I I think I was just so enraged at the fact that I watched the woman who took care of me almost the better part of my 25 years uh, not being properly taken care of, and I turned into like a get go get me your manager type beat real quick. Because I was like, I want, I was, I was just popping off. I was like, I want the name of every fucking nurse that's been in this goddamn room 
for the last five days. I want the nurse manager. I want the patient advocate number. I want the fucking director's number. It was a whole thing. You're like, I will kill all you motherfuckers. They do. They, I, the, the nurse manager finally came in and like grabbed me and pulled me outside and she could tell that I was, I was not thrilled. And I was like, yeah, I'm not happy. And you're lucky that I don't fucking sue you for medical malpractice. Cause this is fucking crazy. And as soon as soon as you mention the word lawsuit, shit switches up real quick. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a hospital, you're not going to win that fucking lawsuit. But they just don't they they just don't even want you to attempt it. Mm-hmm. Switch up real fast. Yep. People Always be drop wild. lawsuits, kids. Whenever you're mad about anything, bring up a lawsuit. It'll work seventy eight percent of the time. That is backed up by empirical data. It is. I'm sure our lawyer could attest. Yep. Uh, well, why don't we get into what we've been <laughs> doing the last week? Uh, um, I don't know if I've ever uh, said this uh, before, but um, I've never seen the Orphan movie from 2009. It's very strange and- to me. Yeah, it is just a, a movie that, for whatever reason, had always, like, eluded me. It was something that I had wanted to see, and I just never got around to watching it. And so, um, I think it was, like, three or four nights ago. Uh, I can't remember exactly when. Uh, we made a double feature of it. We watched the first one, and we watched uh, the, the new one that just came out this year called uh, Orphan First Kill. And, uh, I really like both of those movies. Um, I'll talk about the first one first. Uh, so the, the, I, I really think that there are certain horror movies that kind of like live and die by the twist. Um, and most of them end up, uh, dying by the twist. Uh, it's not exactly um uh how do i want to put this usually the twist is not as good as as they uh think it think that it is and and because of that it ends up just being like an exercise in in futility like it's it's not exactly a good movie and then the twist is bad and it's like okay so what what are we what are we fucking doing here like what is what is the purpose of this orphan doesn't quite fall into that category i do think that it has some interesting stuff on kind of like uh i mean uh, in retrospect, I guess, like, you know, looking at it f- through today's lens, I think it kind of has some interesting stuff to say, you know, about like, uh, f- I don't want to say femininity cause that's not right, but it kind of has like almost like a fit, uh, almost like a, a feminist, almost me too slant to it where you've got these people who are very clearly not believing the wife and are very clearly kind of like just saying she's crazy and and all of this stuff and she's not it's just these people not wanting to listen to her and not you know saying anything about 
like what she's actually experiencing. So like with, with the added like caveat that this was like, I don't know what, seven years before uh, Me Too happened or eight years before Me Too happened. Um, it does take on that sort of feminist slant, which I, I thought was interesting. Um, but I do think that this movie completely rules because of its twist. I didn't know anything going into it, and I'm going to spoil it now, so if you've never seen Orphan, I really highly recommend watching it before you listen to what I'm about to say next. Um, when you find out that the 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 orphan girl is... Um, is a fucking 30 year old woman. I just straight up lost my mind. I thought it was like the goofiest, but also like funniest and most insane shit I'd ever like heard. I was blown away by it. And it kind of made the whole movie for me. Like it wasn't just this like scary girl getting, you know, doing crazy shit um, to, to parents because she was like evil or whatever. Like it wasn't some Macaulay Culkin in the good child type shit. It was like this woman is fucking 30 and she's a psychopath and she just looks like she's six. I, I really just thought that that was incredible. Um, and it, it totally made the movie for me. Uh, that said, I actually think that the second one is better. Um, And the thing that I think makes the second one more interesting than even the first one is that this one, while it has a twist in it, the twist is kind of like more of a, we know the twist from the first movie. So, you know, here's, here's the thing. And I thought that was incredibly refreshing because usually with movies that have those sorts of twists, like it's something that like, I feel like you get one use out of it and that's it. But the fact that they've managed to get two or three uses out of, I I, I mean, I guess two, but they've managed to get two uses out of the same twist was kind of genius like instead of saying you know we're gonna do the same thing that the first movie did it just kind of says instead uh you know what we know that you guys know and so we're gonna play with your expectations a little bit and and they totally fucking do that and i was like that is a bold ass ballsy fucking move and i appreciate the shit out of it but on top of that I think that the social commentary that it's going for actually hits home even better than the the first movie. It also has a sort of uh, feminist slant to it uh, with, like, Me Too and that sort of thing. And, again, kind of like, not necessarily not believing women, but bad shit happening to women. And this one falls into um, a sort of uh, 
rich people get away with shit that normal people wouldn't be able to because they're rich type thing. Where, I don't know if you guys remember the whole, like, Brock Turner shit, but, like, Brock Turner got away with, um, with raping someone, more or less because he was rich and white, and the idea of a rich white person not being able to live in civilized society, like, rubs people the wrong way, which is fucking stupid, um, but, uh... Anyway, it it goes into that sort of route, and I was just, I don't know, man. I was really, really fucking happy with it. I thought thought that it ended up telling a really nice story, and it really knocked out themes that, like, I wasn't expecting it to knock out. And it also has some really fucking awesome, like, horror sequences. There's some really fucking cool-ass, like, moments of gore and, like, just interesting horror bits, and I was... I genuinely kind of like, this is fucking even better than the first one, which is a weird thing to say about a movie that came out, what, 13 years later? You usually don't get, you know, uh, sequels, prequels, whatever, that far out that are as good, let alone fucking better than the original. Um... I fucking liked it. I really, really digged both of those movies. And, uh, yeah, I, I think if you get the chance, you should, you should fucking check them out. I think that they're, I think they're both really good. Hell yeah. I've also never seen that movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah never. never well, shit, I just, I just spoiled that no, for no, you no, guys. No, no. I mean, I didn't know. Right, no. Okay. I, see, I, I, somehow I had missed even that. Like, I had no idea going in that it was a 30-year-old woman. No, I've definitely, like, seen it, and I've read about it, but I've never, I think the, I think a part of it is, too, it's like, I think we've talked about this before, like, movie covers that are so iconic that you'll just remember them forever. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Orphan's one of those. Oh, 100%. Yep. So I've definitely known about it, but yeah, I've never, ever, ever seen it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. sorry that I spoiled no, it for you guys, I mean, but like, told, no, okay. cause it's like, I, I knew the, I knew the twist, but I didn't, I, I didn't even know the second one came out to be honest with you. I mean, oh I'll yeah. It's uh, in 20 minutes anyway. So <laughs> Not a big deal. it's uh, a Paramount plus um, streaming exclusive. So that's crazy. It is weird. Good for them. Never buy it. <laughs> I just canceled my Peacock today. I've already watched Halloween Ends. I don't need this shit anymore. Dude, uh, okay, so real quick, can we talk about Peacock and how... how shitty it is? Well, so the service as a whole, I think, is kind of fucking shitty. Like, I, I kind of don't think that they have anything almost of worth at all. <laughs> but their Halloween offering has been fucking stellar they have like all of the old like 40s and 50s or 30s and 40s and 50s monster movies the universal classics they have a fuck ton of classic horror on their streaming service and it's all kind of laid out with like by decade or by like subgenre and shit and it's fucking awesome I don't know of any other service that's, like, doing this kind of shit for Halloween, but, like, I'm 
totally fucking digging it. I think HBO Max is doing some shit, isn't it? Um, maybe. Because I logged into it the other day, and, like, that's the first thing I saw was, like, every fucking Halloween movie and then, like, a bunch of Chucky movies and shit. Yeah, I don't know. But Peacock shit is awesome. Hell yeah. So. I wouldn't know. I canceled it. What was I gonna do? Watch the iCarly reboot? No, I'm good. I don't need that shit anymore. You gotta, you gotta watch iCarly, man. It's, it's iconic. I watched the first episode of the reboot. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. I don't know anything about iCarly. If I'm being totally honest, I think that was I, past your time. Yeah, I know it's a no. Nickelodeon show about a girl <laughs> who has like a, like a, like a podcast or some shit, right? Or a blog or something. You know what? It was past his time because I'm sitting here thinking of her from Drake and Josh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Josh, did you watch Drake and Josh? Uh, no, but I know of Drake and Josh. Yeah. God, I love Drake and Josh as an adult. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, boy. Yeah. Anyway, good stuff, I guess. No. <laughs> uh, Dylan, is is the watcher... A Netflix thing that you're watching, or are you talking about Watcher, which I recommended last week? Definitely the Netflix one. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no. I was really Um, fucking excited for a second. (laughs) No. And (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, so with the Watcher, uh, I have a couple episodes left in it, and I will see it through because it's interesting enough for me to follow through with it. Um, but this is very much a Ryan Murphy gig. Like, it has his fingers all over it. If you don't know who Ryan Murphy is, he's the creator of American Horror Story, and it trans his his style trend what's it, what's it? it extends into this universe too. Um, like, if you would have told me this is American Horror Story season, whatever the fuck they're on now, I would believe it. Um, that being said, it's about a family that moves from the city, New York City into the suburbs and they have this nice beautiful house that they pull everything from like their savings their stocks and everything they pull it all to buy this house right so they buy this house and it's essentially problem after problem like there are people breaking into their house like within the first day there's a a mute man next door they have this like elevator, small elevator shaft inside of the house that you can send food up and down from like an older time. And like the man was hiding in there. You know, he's not mentally right. He's scaring the family already. Um, Two of the neighbors are very like busybody type neighbors and they're all up in these families like problems and stuff. And then they start getting these letters and the letters essentially say, hey, I'm watching you. Like start to make the family freak out freak out to the point where now we're going to start putting cameras all over the house and we're going to, you know, start taking extra precautions. We're going to have alarm systems set up and stuff like that. Like it's, it's just problem after problem. And I'm speedballing through the premise of this because that is it to a T up in there's seven episodes. I'm through with five of them. And that's the same. Like it's not there. There are story arcs within this show and they are, some of them are interesting, like the the most recent one that I've seen, like kind of piqued my interest a little bit. Um, but a lot of this is just like, it's not scary. It's not really suspenseful. It's a little, 
I don't know. It's a little almost just. It's not boring, but it's kind of teetering on the edge of it. Um, like I, I'm not attached to any of these characters. I've not been in suspense one time. Like I see it happening on screen. And I'm just like, all right, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's not really murder house esque in, in in what it is, but like there's there's parts that are pulling from it almost, and it's like I feel like I've just seen this before with Ryan Murphy. Like um like I can't he did Dahmer too, right? Mm-hmm. I can't even finish Dahmer, dude. And it's just like I think Evan Peters is great in that show, but I can't finish it. Like it's just it, it Almost how Vince Gilligan has this really, really great style that he's known for. Ryan Murphy has this style. But instead of it being something that intoxicates you and it wants you to see more, it's just like, all right, by episode three, I've pretty much, I've seen enough. I just need to see this conclude now. And also with him, I'm just waiting for some twist at this point. Like, I I know it's coming. I, I only have a couple episodes left. I was trying to finish it before... Uh, we started the show, but I have felt like garbage, and I haven't been able to watch anything today. I've just been on bed rest. But uh, um, I'll finish it up. I'll wrap it up here probably tonight or tomorrow. But it's it's okay. Like I can't even recommend it to people because I don't want them to go into it thinking it's some great big mystery show, and it's really just not. It's just a Ryan Murphy show. It's American Horror Story season X at this point. Yeah. I I feel you on that. I I used to like his stuff a lot. Um, like I really really liked those first two seasons of American Horror Story, and I'm pretty sure he was part of Nip Tuck, right? Genuinely, I don't know. Like I learned about him with American Horror Story. Okay, I'm relatively positive that he was had something to do with Nip Tuck. I could be wrong. But I think that that's the case. And I I liked that stuff. Um, but I I have not liked a, a lot of what American Horror Story has done since that second season. And I also have not been a fan, like a huge fan of his other output. Um, I don't know. I think he's got a very specific... Like you said, style that appeals to a lot of people. I don't know that it necessarily appeals to me. At yep. least not anymore. That's me. It doesn't appeal to me anymore. Like there are certain seasons of American Horror that or American Horror Story that stand out that I love, like Murder House, Asylum. I personally loved Hotel and Roanoke, but everything else I'm just you know, Coven was fine, but everything else just I I never cared for and like especially these later seasons I've just not even bothered with because I'm bored of it um and I just wanted to give this a shot because I thought it might be something different and I saw some positive feedback from it but the more I watched out the more I was just like it's just more the same thing dude yeah but Uh. I'll finish it up I'll, I'll see how it goes I'll touch base on it next week but um do not recommend I should have watched your recommendation yep well, you know, I'm always right about things, so. I know. <laughs> uh, all right, so last night we watched Prey. Um, Austin, you've watched this, correct? I did. Okay, so. Is, are you going to, is this the part where you call me a fucking idiot for liking it? 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, no, pray fucking rules. Um, I don't know that it is my uh, my favorite thing that we've watched for the the twenty one days of Halloween. I really, really fucking liked Watcher. Um, it is. I, I I know I might be in the minority on this, but like that shit really genuinely um, made me. I I fucking wrote this in my review. It almost like it made me stop breathing uh, because I was like so caught up in everything. It was like so tension filled that by the end I was just like almost like gasping for breath. Um, But um, yeah, so pray. I thought that this movie kind of fucking ruled uh, from beginning to end. Like, I really, really dig pretty much everything about it. I love the way that it is written. I think it has a lot of really fucking awesome, like, setups and payoffs. Like, I loved the sequence that, like, where she is almost drowning in the mud. It's almost like quicksand or whatever. And how that comes back. I loved how, like, she used her smarts. Like, she was like a tactician. Everyone was sitting there telling her she couldn't do something. She couldn't do something. But she, like, lived while everyone else died. And she did it through her fucking smarts. And didn't have to have, like, fucking, um, like the raw power or whatever. Like she didn't have to be all, all all powerful hunter, you know, whatever she fucking went out there and outsmarted, not only everyone else, but outsmarted the predator. I, I don't know, man. I was just, I was really enthralled the entire time. Um, and not only was it awesome to kind of follow her and her story, I kind of really loved like, the sort of like, I don't want to say horror sequences, but like, I really enjoyed the stuff like that whole sequence where they're kind of just in the smoke and like the predators in there just like fucking doing his fucking thing. Like that entire sequence, I was kind of like on the edge of my seat. Cause I was like, he's going to come and fuck with them and he's going to fucking win because he's the predator. Like, and, and I felt like that every single fucking sequence because it was like my previous knowledge of the franchise where this is this kind of all-powerful alien thing. It's going to fuck them up and then it ends up not working out that way. And it kept subverting that expectation that I had in my head where I was like, these people are going to get fucked up. These people are going to get fucked up. And, um, it never came to fruition. Um... I just, I don't know, man. I really loved it. The action was brutal. I really loved the sort of attention to detail with like the, um, the Comanche stuff. I, I didn't watch the Comanche dub because I've heard that it's, they filmed it in English and then they just did a dub in Comanche and that rubs me the wrong way. Like I would have preferred if they had been, you know, speaking in Comanche the entire time as opposed to, you know, whatever. But I guess that means that they would have had to make two different movies and I, I, I guess that would have ballooned up the budget and, you know, whatever. But 
like I I loved every bit of this. I really thought it was something special. Um Yeah, I I don't know. I I really fucking liked it. Um so kudos to you for having good taste. <laughs> oh yeah. I still want to see it. I see it every time I turn on Hulu. I'm like, I'll watch that. Never do. It's great. I said I, I watch stupid I Netflix shows. Was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. But that's mostly because I just think the last Predator movie was real, real bad. Yeah, I still haven't seen that one. Um, There's no reason. There's literally not a single reason to watch it. <laughs> it's that stupid of a fucking movie. Like, there's no... I, I saw it in theaters like opening night, and I I don't know why because I I've never, you know, been a particularly huge fan of Predator. I don't know what forced me to go do that, but I did. And the whole fucking time I'm watching that movie, I'm like, bro, I just want to leave. I don't even want to finish this movie. I just want to go home. And I regretted it. So yeah, don't watch it. There's literally no reason to. <laughs> I might still watch it just because I like the franchise, but. And I also really like Shane Black. I, I, everyone says that like it, it didn't work in this movie, but like I don't know. I I like his style. Like I loved Iron Man three. I think it's the second best Iron Man, and probably in the top ten. Like I don't know. Uh, the Nice Guys is great. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is great. Like I like him as a um, as like a, a filmmaker, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything I've heard about the Predator is not very good, so that's unfortunate. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, tell me about the first, I assume, two episodes of Chainsaw Man. Correct. Uh, I was going to talk about it last week, but then I was like, uh, I don't want to. So I didn't. So now I'm going to talk about it now. Uh, I think that this was quite possibly the best first episode of an anime that i've seen in a long time uh everything about this first episode introduced everything that uh uh a newcomer someone who didn't read the manga like it introduced everything you need to know it sets up the borderline base plot you there's no extra info like everything is given to you in this small 24 minutes uh episode and it's it was just so wonderful dude it i was genuinely blown away by how fucking good I thought this anime turned out to be. Um, and, I mean, that started with the fucking intro. Uh, one of my favorite things about anime in general has just always been the music, whether it's the intro or the outro or the tracks that play in between. I just have always fucking loved it. And the not only was the soundtrack for this show fucking fantastic, but the, the actual, like, intro segment itself, the entire prop probably first 45 seconds of of the intro is nothing but movie references because uh the i can't remember his name off the top of my head for some fucking reason right now um but the creator of chainsaw man he is a giant movie buff and to the point where at the beginning or end of almost every chapter he talks about one of his favorite movies Um, uh fujimoto yes yeah thank you jesus christ i don't know why i was blanking so hard but uh so the first 45 minutes of the intro is literally just nothing but movie references for movies like Reservoir Dogs and 
Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and Pulp Fiction and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and No Country for Old Men. And it was just so cool seeing all of these iconic shots, even though I haven't seen half of these fucking movies. Uh, see, but like I've seen these shots before, I, whether it's been, you know, in meme templates or just on the Internet, like I've seen these scenes before. And it was so cool seeing the characters from Chainsaw Man portrayed, like recreating these iconic movie scenes. Um, and it was, it was like, I, MAPPA to me is definitely one of the best studios in the industry right now, uh, up along the lines with like Trigger and that one studio whose name I can't ever remember how to pronounce. It's like you, you foldable or, or you, I don't know. It's the studio that does Demon Slayer and Fate and that's, that's all I know. Um, but the animation, even in the two episode, the, the the only two episodes that we got was just fucking top notch, dude. It's I'm kind of upset about the fact that we know we're only getting twelve episodes to start with, and it kind of seems like that's Mappa's kind of typical thing now is just do really short uh, uh, segments of episodes. Which I mean, if that gives them the time that they need to make this shit look as good as it fucking does, I don't care. Take as long as you fucking need, bro. Um, but it was fucking awesome, and I'm I'm so I'm so excited to finish it. When I read the manga, I it was kind of hard for me to sympathize or not really sympathize. That's not the right word, but like I was like, damn, bro, why does why, why does Denji let let this woman control him the way that he does? And then I saw Makima in the anime, and I was like, you know what? She could treat me like a dog too. I fucking get it. <laughs> I fucking get it. The only I I honestly legitimately think my only complaint about this anime is the fact that they slimmed down Makima as much as they did. She's definitely much thicker in the manga. And I don't know what is up with the anime studios slimming women down, but please stop doing that. I think it's probably just uh, a culture thing, a tra- like traditional Japanese culture like values, like thin women type thing. Yeah. It... I, I, and I, I can't say that for sure because i'm not fucking asian but like that seems to be a thing that sounds that sounds about right that sounds like what it would be yeah um fucking my hero is really bad about that there's i don't know what the fuck they've got going on over there but they're they're terrible about uh because the like in my opinion the manga shows like very a lot of the female characters have very real and and normal body types and body sizes. And then the anime comes in and just slims them the fuck down because we've got to sell merchandise. Thick women don't sell. And that's a fucking lie. Yeah, that is definitely a lie. Like I know tons of men who like thick bitches, (laughs) but I don't know. Anyway, to be worded like that, but sure. Thick bitches. I'm a thick bitch. Fuck you. I mean, you do have a dump truck. We've talked about that a million times. Too too many times, honestly. Stop objectifying me, you fuckers. <laughs> no, I'm going to objectify you till the day I die, big guy. <laughs> you can just get the fuck over it. Oh, Bro, Christ. Um, Let me talk uh, about your ass in peace. Don't talk about my ass in, in pieces. Oh. Um, all right. This is the big one. This is This is what everyone's been waiting for, I think. This is where you call me a fucking idiot for like All right. that, just like the last time. So, do you like Halloween Ends, Austin? I thought it was okay. I okay. didn't think it was great, 
I didn't think it was bad. It was okay. okay. I kind of loved Halloween Ends. <laughs> That's very surprising. Uh, all right. Halloween Ends, in case you're completely in a fucking, I don't know, cave somewhere and don't know anything, is supposed to be the end of the trilogy from David Gordon Green that started back in 2018. And is also supposed to end the quote-unquote saga of... Um, Michael Myers and Laurie Strode that started all the way back in Halloween uh, 1978. Um, all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to start with prefacing my, uh, my quote unquote love for this movie by saying that I don't think that the movie is great. Uh, it might not even be good uh, because it has to contend with a bunch of stuff that like was set up in 2018 and carried through in Halloween Kills. Um, so it has to contend with a bunch of fucking bullshit to kind of get to where it is. But I think that what it does really really fucking works maybe even better than the other two movies and i really fucking like 2018 i i I think of the people who love halloween i'm in the minority on that one i think that a a lot of people who, who love the franchise and love michael myers and stuff like that don't like 2018 all that much um but i i don't know it it's worked for me Um, but this movie, I think works in spite of being tied to those other two movies. I really, I really think that it honestly would be better off if it wasn't tied to those two movies, because all of the stuff that works here for me is stuff that has nothing to do with those other two movies. Um, so like, when it got into the stuff with Corey and Allison and kind of like Corey's descent, like his, his character arc, all of that really worked better for me than pretty much anything in those first two movies. Um, and I really think that like the themes that it is trying to hit home on, they're not as sort of, clunky and ham-fisted as those first two movies like the first two movies i feel like are very obvious what the the creators are trying to do and in the case of halloween in or halloween kills they don't fucking work at all because of how fucking stupidly they're written like i cannot oh i cannot explain to you how much i fucking hate that goddamn movie um that movie really, I think, also helped to color my perception of this one going in, where I I just knew that this one was going to be something that was really, like, in your face. These are the themes that we're trying to hit. This is what we're trying to say. This is how the movie is going to play out. And then by the end of it, it there are some moments of really kind of on-the-nose dialogue that just, like... 
I really wish hadn't been written because they are just so fucking ham-fisted and dry and like I don't know why you would go the route that you went with that where you're spelling it out explicitly for your audience like I think that the the big takeaway from this one for me is is that uh it's kind of the whole what Lori says evil changes shape sort of thing and I think that what really I mean to say by that is that um Uh, how do I want to put this? We make our own monsters, if that makes sense. And so, in the case of Corey, Corey is put into the situation that he is put into because of Michael Myers and the fear and paranoia and stuff like that that comes with having a killer in a community and then not only does he become like a victim of that in the very like i don't know first like f- 10 minutes of the movie not only does he become a victim of that then but throughout the rest of the movie he's a victim of people knowing about the things that happened to him and making him out to be a monster because of it. And it really, really fucking resonated with me, that being the 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 theme. But I also kind of feel like I didn't need that... I didn't need that said to me explicitly with the, with the final little monologue that that Lori gives, right? I, I did not need that. I, I didn't think that that was necessary. Um, that's a small knock, I think. Overall, everything that works in terms of the human drama between Corey and Allison and like the sort of anti-hero descent that he takes on as a character, all of that stuff in this movie really really fucking worked for me like really really got sent home the stuff that didn't work for me weirdly enough i guess was the stuff with michael and Lori. and i really really do think that like had they not done 2018 and had they not done kills i think that i think that this movie could have been a better reboot I really think that you could have made a movie out of this that says all the exact same stuff and you don't have to have Michael and Lori in it because the stuff that works isn't necessarily the stuff with Michael and Lori. And, like, I know that that's... When you go to see a Halloween movie, that's what everyone goes to see it for, right? Like, that's, that's it. But, like, it doesn't have to be that. You Halloween 3 I, is one of the most reviled movies in the entire franchise. And I think that it's completely unwarranted. Because that movie, on its own, unattached from Michael Myers, is a fun ride. It does not have to involve 
him. It does not have to involve Lori. It does not have to involve any of that stuff. But people don't want that. And I think that a lot of people are going to hate that. I hate this movie specifically because of that. And I kind of think that that's bullshit. I don't know. I don't think it's great. I really think that like the last 20 or so minutes of this kind of feel tacked on because of all the stu- other stuff that's going on. It just feels like that. It, it was like they made a movie and then they didn't know how to end it. And then over here is Jason Blum who's like going like, all right, so we have a Michael Myers uh, ending to a Michael Myers thing. Why don't you just attach it to your movie about like these two people who were like in love with one another and like the the guy, you know, has demons that he's fighting, so to speak. Like, I just, it, it does, it doesn't even necessarily work as like the end of the franchise because up to that point, there's really nothing leading up to it. I think that that scene is kind of a, exceptional in the way that it like builds suspense. It feels mysterious and scary in the way that 1978's like finale sequence fills. You see the look on Lori's face when she realizes that Michael is in the house. And that's like, oh, it's such good visual storytelling. You know something's off. You know that she knows that something's off. And you know that he's in the house. And it's just, oh, it's so good. That final sequence is really fucking awesome. The problem is it's tied to a movie that has nothing to do with that. This movie has tons and tons and tons of problems. It is not great. I again, I don't I don't even know that it's good, but I fucking loved it. I really really loved it. I don't know. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you didn't fucking hate it. I you and me both. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think anyone's more relieved than Josh that he didn't hate it. And I was fully expecting to go in hating it. Like, the the day before we watched it, because we went to go watch it on, uh, I believe, Friday. And it premiered early. uh, You know, it came out Thursday, early screenings, and it also dropped on on Peacock for the early screenings. And I was sitting there, and I was like, well, why don't we just, like, watch the first ten minutes? And we didn't even get through the, the opening, like little like universal kind of reveal thing because it starts playing this fucking obnoxious radio DJ thing. And I was just like, are they fucking serious with this? Is this really how it's going to go? Like they're, they're already annoying me. (laughs) And I, I don't know like that. Yeah, that was annoying, but like you get past that and it was kind of like, Oh, this is good. I I really like this. I don't know. That's awesome. <sighs> it was good shit, sort of, kind of, whatever. <laughs> A little bit. It's um, yeah, you're right. Um, okay, so let's get to our main topic of the show, and really, I wasn't sure what to write up for this because I, 
Because we I think, together two hours ago. Well, there there is that, but also like I've I've had this idea, but I never really know how to frame it. Like yeah. it's, I I don't know how to 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 beg the question. So I'm just going to go ahead and come out and say it. If we were to live, if we had the ability to live in any sort of video game world that we wanted to, what would the video game world be, and why? I don't, again, I don't know how to necessarily frame that, but, like, I think that there's something to be said about, like, the things that we enjoy in life as well as in, like, what we enjoy in video games and how those two kind of, like, correspond. So I just wanted to see what you guys thought, uh, like, what your your choice to live in a video game world would be. Who, who wants to go first? Dylan does. I feel like you should go first. Me? Yeah. Well, I've just been talking for 80 years. Uh, All but, right, uh, awesome then. Uh, <laughs> not me, because I just read those text messages a couple of hours, like an hour ago. I haven't <laughs> had time to think about this shit yet. Okay, uh, well, I'm going to say something that I think is... Um, controversial. I don't, I, no, I, I don't think it's controversial. I just <laughs> don't think that you guys are expecting uh, this to come from me. Um. I, I swear th- to God, if you say Pokemon, I'll put my foot on your throat. I think that I would want to live in Pokemon world. Oh, no. Um. So we can't do a Pokemon episode, <laughs> but you'll sit here and tell me you want to live in its little universe. No. Here's here's my here's my reasoning. Yeah. I, I think that I think that the idea of having a sort of kinship with nature is something that is really, um, I, I love nature, but I don't get to necessarily go out with it or go out into it and do the things that I always wish that I could do. Um, just because life tells me that I can't, right? Like I, I don't have the ability to go out during my day job and and just like hang out in nature, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't have the ability during my off time, a lot of the time, because I'm doing other stuff, like I'm working on stuff for the show or like I'm making movies and stuff like that. And I, I really do enjoy being out in nature and I really do enjoy like, um, getting to, I I don't want to say become one with nature, but I really do enjoy like animals and, and like being friends with animals and stuff like that. And the idea of being able to, um, like, go out into nature and befriend animals and things of that nature while also having a sort of goal attached to it where the, the goal is, you, I, I mean, really you could think about it in, in a couple of different ways, but the goal is either to, you know, kind of, like, fill out the Pokedex or it is to become, like, the gym master or whatever. Like, either way, I... Like, that sort of stuff resonates with me. And I, I think that, like, um, it's something that I would be interested in exploring. Not only that, but, like, the animals in Pokemon are fucking cool. And, like, a lot of the people that you interact with in Pokemon are kind of fucking cool. And I just... I don't know. I, I would be down with living in that world at the very least for a little bit um 
I don't know. So, so, something that I, I had. Yep. F- I don't know. I mean, all of that, yes. Didn't so angry. Yeah. That's, I was going to, in this episode, I was going to avoid Stardew, and I was going to avoid Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And then it's just there dangling off the edge of a stick like a fucking <laughs> carrot. Well, l- let me say this. My disdain for Pokemon is not from the world and the characters and stuff of that nature. It's from the gameplay mechanics. It just, the game does not feel fun to play to me anymore. Not At least... It hasn't felt fun to play for me since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I mean, you're, but the world is very much something that I would want to live into. I think it's probably my number one. If I had to pick, like, out of anything, I would want to 100% be in the world of Pokemon. I don't think there's anything else that comes close. Um, that's like a childhood dream. Mm-hmm. I know it is for Austin, too. It is. That being said, Austin, since you can't choose Pokemon now, what's your pick? <laughs> I'm going to be honest, fellas. Persona 5 would be pretty cool. It'd be a that's, pretty cool world to live in. That's, that's respect. Was that an I expected feel that. answer? Uh, it was an expected answer. I, fe- I felt like you were latching onto the nearest thing coming out. <laughs> You're so right. It's <laughs> <laughs> not even funny. Uh, you know, so here's the thing. The first thing I thought of, not going to lie, the first thing I thought of was something akin to, because uh, I, 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 I'm i not going to talk about it on the episode because I feel like I, I, I shouldn't and I just don't need to, um, but I, I've i been playing the Arkham games for the last couple of weeks alongside with everything else, and I was like, oh, that'd be a cool universe to live in, and I thought about it for a second, and I was like, wait, no the fuck it wouldn't, that sounds terrible, that sounds like a nightmare, just like half of the other shit I play. <laughs> Um, I was I was thinking of Spider-Man too, and then I was like, that can't be my answer because then I'm just living in a Marvel universe. Honestly, uh, but the thing about Persona Five is, you know, I'm I'm going on the assumption that if we are, you know, living in these video game worlds, that we are at least somewhat uh, the protagonist of our story, and like, I don't know, man, something about having the ability to take these disgusting decrepit human beings and like force them to atone for all the fucked up things they've done like that sounds like a cool power to have that sounds like a really neat thing to be able to do to people. <laughs> also, you sound like such a fucking weirdo <laughs> <laughs> i mean does it not though does that not sound like a fun thing to do on your fucking tuesday after school commute I mean, I guess, question mark? I think it sounds pretty fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's that's honestly pretty much it. It's just I feel like that would be a cool thing to be able to do. And also, I mean, you know, just being fucking honest, if I lived in the town that Persona 5 took place in, I would be breaking something once a week just to see that doctor. Easy. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's a hang on? Wait, say that again said i would be breaking something once a week just so i have to see that doctor like a bone i mean oh my fucking god (laughs) oh no snap my pinky gotta go get pain meds from this fucking goth mommy doctor oh no Uh uh-oh goth mommy need to see you fucking goddamn (laughs) fucking weirdo (laughs) 
Did you expect uh, a serious answer? Because I didn't have time to come up with one. No, that was definitely serious. <laughs> no, that is 100% serious. Uh, so my pick is No Man's Sky. Oh. Um, <clears throat> this adds something I, I, I think about quite a lot, to be quite honest with you, because that game allows me to kind of achieve my biggest dream in life. And that's to see literally everything. Yeah. Okay. I I mean, it was, I want to see space. I want to see what's beyond like everything. You know what I mean? Like I want to be able to touch down on planets and look at it and observe the ecosystem or lack thereof. I want to be able to touch a different planet. So like these, it's something that has always called to me. And I really, I dream about it. Like I want to be able to do that, but I'll never in my life have that opportunity. It's, it sucks to be able to have that ambition and to have that drive and know that I can't do anything about it. Cause the things I want to see, like it goes beyond the moon. It goes beyond our solar system. Like I want to, I know about those, right? Like I want to see what's beyond that. I want to have the ability to travel light years away and then see something f- alien. I mean, there's no better word for it. Right. Um, literally it comes down to discovering the cosmos and that's all about, that's all of what no man's sky is um the tech within that game is substantial there's so many different um like vehicles that you can traverse space with there's many vehicles you can traverse the planets in even if it's a hostile planet from environment or what have you there are vehicles that because of the tech that they have it's safer you can explore the planets in these and it's like with stuff like that at your disposal I, I, of course, you would always have a little bit of like timid nature going into it because who wouldn't, right? I mean, that's a terrifying aspect, but you almost feel safe with like this super tech on your side as well. It's like you're Iron Man, but not. Um, but no, that, 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 that's my biggest thing is I would love to go and ch- chart planets. I want to see different species. I want to see. And even if like there's not life like us out there, I want to see creatures. I want to see what exists, if anything at all, right? Because who knows? Like I can travel in no man's sky, and I can land on barren planet after barren planet. There's no guarantee I find life, but just to have that kind of infinite capability to do so—that's that's everything that I've ever wanted to do, and I want to see if there's anything out there. I want to see if there's civilizations. You know, I want to throw Sabrina in a backpack, put a little astronaut helmet on my dogs, and then we're off, you know? <laughs> like, that's, that is just the dream. And then I started thinking about it, and it's like, what happens if you find that one place? Like, the one place, it's like, you never thought that you would see anything like it. It's a haven. It has an atmosphere that you personally can survive in. You don't need tech to do it. It's a peaceful planet. Like, it's essentially your paradise, right? Do you think that you as a person would be able to sit down and say, that's it, like, that's, that's, I found what I needed to? Or do you think that because the capability is there, do you think that it would almost be impossible to retire and not go out and see what's next? Like, that's a question that I thought about, and it's like, I don't know. I don't know what I could do. But like just the concept of being able to live in a world like that, 
I like the questions that it that it asks. Um, so I, w- I was really excited for your topic. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I I think that's a honestly a very awesome pick. Um, because I one thing that I as uh, I guess the quote unquote Sagittarius in me or whatever. One thing that I've always like been fascinated by is um just the ability to uh, I don't want to say go anywhere, but kind of do anything like and and just freedom as, as a yep. general concept and i i didn't even think about that uh, with with no man's sky but you're 100 percent right like that's definitely something that like i don't know i don't, I don't know how to it just calls to you like once you like i think it calls to everyone like we would all want to know like i don't think that anyone on this planet wants to die without at least thinking of really what is out there. We're so small, dude. Mm-hmm. And the, like, we are so tiny. Like, I have to know. And it sucks that by the end of my lifetime, I might not. That's my one biggest, like, I'm envious of what comes, the people that come after us, because of the, in, inevitably, hopefully, they will know. I say inevitably, we could wipe ourselves out by then. Who knows? Oh, we we're going matter. to. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's what's unfortunate is that we might not ever find out, but yeah. I have to think of, you know, if people weren't so shitty, what we could accomplish. Yeah. Interesting to think about for sure. Yeah. And that's where no man, just put my consciousness in that and I'll be happy. <laughs> if the Pokemon servers are down. <laughs> if the Pokemon servers are down. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh yeah okay well do you guys have any alternates uh because I have a I mean, couple that I had I had thought about like I know this is gonna sound stupid but like I kind of thought about Overwatch just because the idea of having like heroes being there to like protect you and stuff yeah. just I don't know I that kind of spoke to me and World I of Warcraft was oh, mine yeah yep. I yeah that's Austin, I I need uh, Austin's over there like Pokemon, Persona, Digimon. <laughs> Yo, Digimon would be a pretty cool universe to live in. Yeah, I'm glad that you said that because I totally didn't even think about it. But that would be <laughs> fucking rad. Like you don't even have to worry about the same shit that you want. I mean, I guess you do. I guess it's still not giant fucking monsters roaming around. I actually feel like Digimon would probably be a much more dangerous universe than Pokemon would be. Yeah, I feel that. You know, something about a giant fire-breathing fucking winged T-Rex walking around. It also goes into the consideration, like, are the people... Is the Pokemon universe that we would live in, is it like with the same mentality that people's have today because oh, then we're no. just going to use oh, yeah God, no. then they're just used for warfare <laughs> yeah it's all war <laughs> it's war and drug cartels like you got a fucking machamp that rolls up for a drug deal dude hell nah you ain't fucking that, with like. that dude there's no way no dude fucking you use the leave that's some scary shit paper. right lord you tell me a muck's about to hand me my crack rock? Hell no, dude. 
Oh, Lord. You know, you Uh, brought up World of Warcraft. I was trying to think of what Final Fantasy that I would want to, like, take place in. And it's hard because all of them are kind of in, like, dystopia. But I think that Final Fantasy XIV's world would be one that I would want to live in for sure. That's super. That And you immediately threw my heart into Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. He said, "Oh no." Yeah. Oh. oh my god, I want to explore the fucking That's like No Man's Sky. Let me go explore old Disney planets, Let you me know what I mean? fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. In your in your let little me, gummy ship. <laughs> right. My little gummy ship. Go meet up with Jack Sparrow, swing by, say hey to Mulan later, you know what I'm talking about? Um, I live the mm, life. Mhm. I, I think I know what you were saying, but also I feel like that's... I don't think you did. I feel like that's maybe gross. <laughs> I don't know. Riku. Ah, oh, hey, 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 hey. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't throw my own arguments back at me. <laughs> don't you do that, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. Austin's completely lost. He has no idea what's happening. He heard Riku and he was like, question mark? I have a little bit. Not too much, though. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, let me let me, let me, me fucking endlessly drive in Forza for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's one That'd that cool. I did think about. Can you just imagine just driving on the open road for as long as you want, just looking at beautiful scenery? And you can Literally. Re- you can wreck into whoever you want to, and it doesn't matter. And then just rewind? And I need to be able to jump off the side of a volcano and live. You know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly, I need to be no damage to on my car. <sighs> That's the life. It would be. It sure would be, wouldn't it? It would be something. I mean, that's for sure. It would definitely be something. Uh, and then Josh could go live in Dead by Daylight. Oh no! See, I the the very first awful. thing that like popped into my head was like dead by daylight i was like i I fucking love that game and then i was like no that would be awful (laughs) i i thought of dark souls (laughs) (laughs) i i think it really speaks to how much those worlds kind of like like bring out things in us specifically that we would want to live there even though they're kind of objectively awful like you're not wrong, dude. I'll fucking take Soul of Cinder on any day if the Firekeeper just steps on me. Yeah. So, boy, you, mm, I don't like that. Don't like that. I do. We've been playing uh, some games. We've been playing games. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Dylan, do you want to talk about Nobody Saves the World? Oh, yeah, you're jumping right in. Jumping right okay. in. Um, fellas, this is the... Fr- I would t- tell you how I found it. I was looking... I was trying to find 2022 games that came out so I can kind of... Bol- I started to play Scorn. I immediately lost interest. Oh, wow, really? I, I like, had no... In- I don't... I, I'll try it again, I'm sure. But I played it for, like, 30 minutes, and I was like, this is it. I'm done. I did not want to go any further. So I was trying to find other things that came out this year. And I found Nobody Saves the World. Um, 
this is the only game this year that's giving Elden Ring a run for its money. I will say that. Damn. Because bro. I have fallen in love with this game. This is a game made by Drinkbox, who made the Guacamelee games. Mm-hmm. Um, I never played those games. Those games are awesome. So to, to hear that, I it just transcends into this, man. This game was inspired by the early days of Zelda, but it also kind of has some... Like almost castle crasher like elements to it, and with the little sprinkle of cult of the lamb thrown in there too. Um, it's it's that top down look over this expansive world, and it's got its dungeon crawler elements. There's tons of quests to do and leveling up. This is the kind of game this whole entire year. I I've had this itch to play something, and I've I tried to satiate it with everything that I possibly could. And I just kept jumping from the next game to the next, not having any kind of satisfaction. And then I started this, and it was like, it hit me in the chest. I was like, holy shit, this is what I've been waiting for all year to play. I love how much the combat has to offer. There's like these different forms that you can transform into. So you're like this little character who wakes up in this tiny little shack, and you're in this really colorful, almost cartoon-esque world um and you're just going it's like you you kind of just get thrown into this quest right like you you just get thrown into this really random scenario to where the the most famous wizard of all time is like Nostromagus or something like that he get he's just missing and you have to go find him and you mistakenly stumble upon a wand that was meant for his apprentice and then the apprentice locks you up in a basement Bada bing, bada boom, start turning into rats and shit, and then you're free, and then your quest begins, right? You're all caught up easy enough. So, um, the, this is literally, I mean, that's the whole premise of the game. Like, you're trying to find this magician, and you have to, you know, find these shards to the to a gym or something that predicts against the, you want to take a guess what it's called? Calamity. Um, and it it's, it's very Zelda-esque, I will say that. Um... But it's a lot of fun, man. Like, I, when I tell you the combat's expansive, like, there's, I think, 17 without DLC forms you can change into. They each have specific abilities unique to themselves. Um, and, like, the further you level up, you can begin to combine abilities from one form to another. Like, when I said a rat, I wasn't kidding. When, and then there's, like, a ranger who's an archer like a big guard guy who has melee abilities. You can turn into a horse. There is this freaky looking mermaid that I can turn into. There is literally a slug and each one offers different benefits. And some of them like the mermaid allows you to explore parts of the world that you've already been through to a deeper level because she can like swim through the water and stuff. The game has so much to offer. It has so much to look for in little nooks and crannies. Um, like the collect like you're trying to earn money essentially so you can buy upgrades and stuff um in the soundtrack i can't peg really what kind of music it is but it's <clears throat> the best like the best way i can describe it, it's like almost this nostalgic video game feel that has little sprinkles of retro wave in there but not too much it's just really unique to itself um and it just and it just makes the game so much better to me like it keeps me going it's a lot of fun the quests in the game are kind of i'm not going to say they're all the same because they're not truly there's like different scenarios that i've been in thus far and they get harder each time like 
the combat kind of gets to be as tough as some of those Cult of the Lamb bosses in the later fights. Um, but I don't know. Like, it's just, it's completely taken me by storm, dude. Um, and it ha it's really self-aware. Like, it makes some funny as hell jokes. Like, there's a challenge that I failed earlier today. And a part of the dialogue was like, um, well, you failed that part, but don't worry. Thanks to some unknown magic, you traveled back in time or something like that. Like, it, it's making these jokes, and it's, it's oh, it, it reminds me of something. And I, it's, I can't remember what it is, but it just, it's got that kind of humor that latches on latches onto you and it pulls you into the world and it makes you really love some of these characters even though they're super eccentric and kind of weird out of the norm you still fall in love with them you fall in love with the game it has a really unique atmosphere and i can't wait to keep playing it man like when i say it's giving elden ring a run for its money i mean like currently it's tied and it might beat it at this point just because it scratched an itch that i've had all year that nothing else has even touched and I, I absolutely adore this game. Hell yeah. That's one that's on my that's list. I love <laughs> Drinkbox Studios. And uh, Guacamelee is awesome. Uh, both of those games. They also had one um, called Severed. That was a Vita exclusive that I really dug. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, it was a dungeon crawler also. But, um, like, I, I, I really uh, just, for whatever reason, have not had a chance to get into this one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's on my list. I've heard nothing but great things and, you know, Hey, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's wonderful, man. I can't wait for you to play it because maybe it's just something that is unique to me that I have such a infatuation for it, but I recommend it to everyone. I think everyone can find something that they like from another video game series that's close to them. I think you can find that within this game, except for like, you know first person shooter you're not going to find that <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay cool but no super good awesome awesome Hell yeah. all right well uh with that said austin you want to talk about uh master yeah. duel again yeah <laughs> you know i thought about that and i was like do I really want to talk about Master Duel? I just talked about it last week, and I know I've talked about it a few times. Do I want to do it again? Then I was like, well, Josh talks about Dead by Daylight like every other week, so I'm going to go ahead and give myself a pass on this Fuck one. you, it's like once a month. Is it? I'm pretty sure that last episode was two episodes in a row. Yeah, you're probably But anyway, right. no one's counting. Um, But yeah, Master Duel's great. Uh, I'm level 85 on the Duel Pass now. I'm 15, almost there. Oh, it's draining me. Um, but the biggest reason I want to talk about Master Duel is one of the things I think Master Duel does really fucking well, and I'm actually fucking up because I'm in a duel right now not paying attention. And, oh, boy. Uh, so every couple, really every couple of weeks at this point, uh, Master Duel does ranked events, and they're always something different. Like, I think the last big event we had was uh, Fusion versus uh, Exceeds. So basically what that, or maybe it was fusion and synchros or something else i don't know but basically what that means is you can only play decks that are built around that specific summoning mechanic um and right now they're doing a link event which i feel like is really cool for new for newcomers or not maybe not newcomers but like people who played the game in its early stages dropped off and kind of want to dip their toes back in the water 
because um, I mean the events like this are a great way to force you to sit down and learn how to play using these new summoning mechanics and I, I, they go really well and fuck dude it's so great to me because when you have played ranked for the amount of disgusting hours that I've played ranked at this point uh, doing these events and getting to see some like you, you get to see fresh decks you get to see fresh ideas that people aren't doing in ranked because as of right now in in this in this game's current state there's like one big deck that's taking that's topping literally everything and it's all you like every other match it's the same fucking deck and i'm like okay this is kind of getting old playing against the same strategy over and fucking over for hours on end so then when they do these events it's a fun little way to break away and it's almost like inserting yourself into an entirely different metagame and it's, it's super fun. It's a good time. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's it. So Josh, that's when are you downloading it? Uh, <laughs> I actually had downloaded it on my PS5 a while back, and I played one match, and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> Damn, I'm shocked you even downloaded this shit. Yeah, no, and I've, I've also done the, the Magic the Gathering uh, when the Magic Arena or whatever the hell it's called. The, the thing is, I can't do it. The, and it, it's not because it's bad or anything like that. It, there's nothing inherently bad about it. What it ends up being is I just, I, I know that if I devote any amount of time to it, I am going to get addicted and I do not need another hobby. Yeah, I do not need another fucking game or movie or whatever that I'm fucking watching or playing or whatever. I felt. So, yeah. Because this shit sunk its teeth into me, and it sunk its teeth in pretty fucking hard. And I don't think they're coming back out anytime soon. Damn. That's my fetish. The, people not having teeth? Mine too, same. No. He said that. <laughs> that is so the opposite. Do you have a biting fetish, Dylan? That's cool. I did, but I was also thinking of your goth doc in a moment, too. Oh, oh see, Lord. Goth, you know what? We need to move on. With, like, vampire teeth? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Something. Uh, I'm into that. <sighs> Don't really want to get okay. gummed. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of getting gummed. It depends on where you're getting gummed at. Um, <laughs> I've been playing uh, a little bit of Moon Scars. Um. I've only played maybe an, I don't know, maybe an hour or two of it. Um, mm -hmm. So this game, you said last week that it's like a 2D side-scrolling Dark Souls, Dylan. Yeah. I think that it is that, but I think that what that is is Castlevania. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. Because I was playing it and like immediately I was like, oh, this is taking me back to like Symph Symphony of the Night and uh, like Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse or whatever. Like it was bringing me back to an era of game that like I had not played in a while with the really, really beautiful sprite work, like the the I, 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 pixel art. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I can play these types of games anymore, though. <laughs> I feel like I'm very, very bad at them. Um, and that really annoys me. 
And so I get very, very frustrated. Um, cause I, I don't think that I've actually gotten to a boss yet, but I've landed in situations where I know what I'm supposed to do. And my execution just is very, very lacking. Like I, I know exactly what it is that I'm supposed to do. I try to execute the way that I'm supposed to execute. And then I just end up getting my fucking butthole railed. Like it's just like fucking <laughs> constantly I'm getting fucking massacred. And it's, yeah, it's, I don't want to say it's uh, annoying, but it's annoying you know, like it just, I, I feel like I should be better at the game than I am. And that, uh, bothers me. And, and I, I know that it should, it's definitely a get good. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, yeah, there's a, there's one sequence near the beginning where you, you need to hop up between, uh, it's like three different levels. I, I don't remember exactly how many it is, I know but what you're talking about. You're supposed to hop up between three different levels, and each one of the levels has something very, very not fucking friendly. <laughs> and nope. and I just continuously kept getting fucked up, even though like I was doing things that would allow me to not get fucked up, if that makes sense. Like I would hop up and I would do things that would um like I would hop over the area that has like three enemies in a row. And then it has like, um, like spikes on the side of the wall. And I, I would intentionally try to get one of the ones, one of the enemies that dashes at you to dash into the, the spike wall, because then it would take out one of them. I can handle the other two on my own. No problem. But for some reason, every time that I would try to implement that strategy, I would just get fucked up. And it was so fucking frustrating. And it it's not that it's bad, because it's not. It's really well designed. I think that it's one of those games, like you said, it's, it's a, a get good type of thing. Where, like, you need to spend time with this, understanding all the strategies, learning where the enemies are placed, learning where all the traps are placed, and, and just learn to get around that. And if you don't, well, then you're fucked, and you're not going to be able to beat the game. Um... And, like, okay, all right, yeah, that's that's fine. But also, that kind of fucking sucks because there's only so much time that I can devote to something before I need to not do that anymore because I do not have the same amount of time that I had when I was playing Elden Ring earlier this year. And even when I was playing Elden Ring, I didn't, I didn't really have that time. I just kind of shirked other responsibilities that I was supposed to be doing in order to play fucking Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, I really, really dig what it's doing. I really like the artwork. I really fucking like, I think that the, the, um, the stuff with, um, uh, the Castlevania type stuff is really fun. Uh, it, like I said, brings me back to a, a style of game that I haven't been able to play in, a very long time. Um, I just don't know that I have the necessary amount of time to dedicate to it the way that I would like to. So I feel that. And I mean, truly I feel that because I haven't been able to go back and give it much time either because it is one of those games where you're going to have to spend time with it. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun, man, but 
very stylistically unique as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I you, you think of pixel art as being like this bright and and kind of like beautiful thing, and this is like dark and dreary and brown and yep. gray. I I really dig the art style. Yeah, they did something really unique with it. Like what made Bloodborne so beautiful is what this game does in a two D style. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent. Yeah. So let's talk about the bright and fluffy game. Yeah, that's that's the thing is I am offsetting <laughs> that with uh, an addiction that like if I have time for a video game, I'm going to be playing this because you know it is what I want to play. But it's it's your crack rotch smoky neck scratchy game. Yeah, right literally. Like this is kind of the kind of game that I've been wanting to play for for quite a while like i i wanted to play a shooter i actually speaking of that i downloaded call of duty uh warzone the other day um and i just want to i want to take a second to say how fucking obnoxious it is that this battle royale game is 100 fucking gigs oh yeah it's disgusting. I just Absolutely. don't understand. Man. Why can you not make it smaller? You're like I, I, I genuinely don't fucking get it. I don't think they do either. <sighs> you're <laughs> you're one hundred percent not wrong. They, I don't think that they understand what the fuck they, they're doing. Um, Terrible, stupid. But uh, yeah, so I tried downloading that because um, I was like. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I want to play a shooter. Overwatch isn't out yet. Um, you know, what What am I going to do? And uh, I don't know. Fuck that game. But also, Overwatch came out. And fucking... So, I... This is scratching the itch that I needed it to scratch. But also, this game has a lot of problems uh and a lot of those problems are just things that they didn't fix in overwatch one which is kind of baffling to me because this game as as much fun as i'm having with it this game is basically just overwatch 1.5 it's not truly a sequel in any real sense other than like it has a two attached to its name which is annoying and frustrating to me. Um, I don't know. I really like it because it is Overwatch. And I think what you said last time uh, about the team comps with it only being five people, I think that it does yeah. end up working in its favor. But like, all right. So I don't know how many characters they have added into this game specifically for Overwatch 2, but... It was three. Three. Okay. So they've added three characters and added two maps and called it Overwatch 2. Like, I genuinely don't think that I played on more than, I, I, I think, two maps um, that weren't in Overwatch 1. And I stopped playing Overwatch 1, I think, before Doomfist came out. So, like... What These the are maps that, like, I, I genuinely, I have, like, seen a million times before. I don't understand, like, why there, why there aren't newer things 
I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I want to love this game. I really want this game to be like a game that I can put like in my top five or 10 at the end of the year. But like, there's just nothing here that's, that's new and calling it a sequel is being fucking generous, man. Like, I'm not saying that like everything has to be like a whole fucking like show. They didn't need to put like another, like, I don't know, five, 10 years of dev time into this, but I'm, I'm kind of wondering like, other than changing it to five V five, what did you change? Because it looks like, you know, there are a ton of new characters for me, but that's because I started, uh, I stopped playing the game like a long ass fucking time ago. Well, I think you're missing the big picture. The biggest thing that he added is the battle pass. Which is a, another thing that's incredibly fucking annoying. Like, <laughs> I, dude, okay. Like, I could sit here, and I will sit here, and complain about the fucking absolutely obnoxious amount of time that it took to level up in the first uh, Overwatch because it truly was fucking like absurd how much you had to play in order to gain levels in in Overwatch One. Like I think I got to Prestige Two, and when I was playing, I was playing, I don't know, probably like four or five hours every fucking day, like for like all seven days of the fucking week. Like I, it just took forever. The grind was insane. And they somehow managed to make it fucking longer for this battle pass. Like, <laughs> I don't understand what the fuck they were thinking. And, oh, no, I take that back. I know exactly what the fuck they were thinking. They were thinking money. money, money. money, money they money, saw money. fucking dollar signs in their goddamn eyes. And as someone who does not have... Like, I, I have a semi-disposable income. I can kind of buy whatever I want when I want to buy it to an extent. But I don't have a fucking, like, I can't drop, you know, $10 for the battle pass and then also another, like, 20 to gain two levels. I, I It's kind yeah. of obnoxious. Um, I don't know. Um, have you done any of, like, the challenges and stuff that go along with the battle pass? Uh, I don't think so. Um, so, I know, I know. I know it sucks because it still takes a while to level up, but by doing the challenges, I've found that I've been leveling up quicker. Um, like, I'm on level... I think I'm one level away from 20 on the battle pass. Mm, okay. Uh, um, challenges really help. The dailies help because it'll almost boost you a whole last level by themselves, but still no excuse because it takes an incredibly long time to level up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually... That I mean, I'm looking at the menu actually right now, and it is, uh, I don't want to say it's bad because everything is laid out there for you, but like you have play, heroes, shop, and battle pass, and then social yeah. career profile and challenges are all in a smaller font and grayscaled down below it. So it's almost like they're, they're pushing you towards specific things. Yep. <laughs> like dude as a as someone who again i loved that first game and i put more time and money into it than i am willing to fucking say um 
I think that that's really fucking obnoxious and really off-putting to people who've never played Overwatch and want to get into it because of how people talked about the first one. Um, I also want to take a second to talk about how fucking obnoxious the uh, profile merge process was. I, it is seemingly very simple, but like they don't tell you almost anything. So I signed in, I had, I had a separate Battle.net account and then I had the Overwatch stuff on my Xbox. I signed into the Battle.net uh, account. I did the whole merge thing. Okay, fine. And I was like, okay, I'm done because I thought that's what it was. I went to go play. None of my heroes are unlocked. Not only are none of my heroes unlocked, but none of the skins that I had for those heroes are unlocked. And I was like, uh, okay. I thought I was supposed to get all of my, all of my stuff back. I thought I was supposed to, you know, get whatever. Nope. I was supposed to get that stuff, but it just, as it turns out, uh, had not finished the fucking process. And they did not say anything about like, you need to follow these exact steps or anything is it's all very vague. So I had to go in through, uh, I had to go into the menu where it says merge account on the, the actual, um, application in the Xbox itself. And then I had to wait for it to merge because it didn't, it wasn't something that happened like automatically. I literally, it took me probably two or three hours to figure out how I was supposed to merge my account just so I could have the shit that I wanted to have. And I thought that that was extremely fucking annoying. That is pretty terrible. All those, all those problems aside, I, I, the game is still incredibly fun. I, like, I, I genuinely do think that it's uh, kind of obnoxious that Bastion's just completely not in the game at all, and Torbjorn is locked. Um, so you know why though? Why why Torbjorn's locked and why he's not in the game? Yeah, because they're going through some uh, <laughs> going through some buggy processes right now. They're coming back on the twenty fifth. Okay. Yeah, and so is Junkertown. Junkertown is that that's one of the maps. Yeah, apparently there was issues and it was causing accounts to be, I don't know, what was it, Austin? Something like characters were getting locked or something. Yeah, it was like locking 90% of the characters, which is still mind-boggling to me because is, is this not just the same game? Right, it was causing some weird shit. It even impacted me. Mm. So they had to take him out, but now they're they're coming back from their stint at rehab. Mm, okay. I don't know. <clears throat> Who's your uh, main? It depends on the role I'm playing. Um, okay. But I, for tank, I, I usually rock with Diva. For damage, I was I was always a May main. I really loved playing as May. But I'm gonna try a couple okay. of these other ones out now. Uh, like I think Ash's design is really cool, so I might try her out. Um, I think Sojourn's uh, design is pretty cool, yep. so I might try her out. Yeah, she's one of the three. Okay, ones. okay. Uh, and then for support, um, I was always either Mercy or, or Lucio. Um, yep. But uh, I've been playing Baptiste 
uh, and I kind of like his uh, little get up. Um, I, I, what do you want to call it? His fucking uh... yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of like him. Um, I really, I haven't played with almost, I, I mean, almost anybody from the people who have like come since I stopped playing. Like I haven't played as Echo. I haven't played as um, Moira, uh, Bridget. Um, Junker Queen is another new one, right? Yep. So it was Junker Queen, Sojourn, and Kiriko. Okay. Yeah, I haven't played as Doomfist. I haven't played as Wrecking Ball, Sigma. Uh, I think Orisa had actually just came out when I stopped playing. Um, Echo, like I don't know. I haven't. Echo's a little glass. Oh game. yeah. Yeah. I I really like her design. She was semi new. Yeah, she's like past few releases i think mm-hmm. i think yeah damn she's got um, some cool ass fucking skins too yeah she does dude dude she has some wild skins and she like if you hit her shots fucking good but you are the squishiest little bug out there <laughs> that's um, how i feel when i when i opt for uh so i've been i've just been playing quick play because that's what i used to play but whenever I hop into the roll queue, um, I always get stuck as support. I guess no one wants to fucking play support. Yep. So that's the biggest issue right now is that no one wants to play support because it's the most literally unforgiving role right now. Like when I hop into a support game, I'm usually hitting easy 10K games like of healing, but some of the upwards of like 14K sometimes. And it's like, no one wants to heal because everyone is just charging in. No one's playing as a fucking comp anymore. And then everyone's like, why the fuck am I dying? I got no heals. When I'm sitting there with like 14,000 heals in a game, it's like it's not that you're not getting healed. It's that you're playing like a mm-hmm. fucking idiot. And no one wants to play support because it's too strenuous of a role right now. So IQ is all roles, and I always play support games, which is fine because that's my main role anyway. Um... But yeah, dude, it sucks as a as a support role right now. I roll Lucio and Myra; those are my two best healers. Um, Josh, if you play Myra, she can heal and do damage at the same time. Like her, she can throw a ball, one heals, and then if you throw the purple ball, like that damages. And then her left and right hands both will either heal and uh, or do damage too. Fucking overpowered, love her. Um, but with Myra or Lucio like I'm hitting these super high games man and it's like I feel like the game has gotten progressively harder I was playing with some guys from uh the discord the other day like I was in a game and I think we had four of the five people on our team were from our community playing with Crumkey, Justin, Jeff and myself and they won a game before I got in there which is great for them but then I get in there, and it's like they got a glimpse into what I've been dealing with since I started. And it's that I'm, I'm not a bad player. I'm a good player. I was a high platinum ranked player before coming to Overwatch 2. And now we get into these games, and we lost every fucking game in there. And I feel like that's what's happening. It's like I'm playing my role. I know how to play my role. But everyone's just like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get some kills. Like no one's playing the objective. No one's playing as a team. 
No one's grouping up. No one's communicating when they have ults. It's like I'm getting thrown into this game with a ton of newbies. Like I can't wait till this phase dies out and we have like the core player base back who actually give a damn. But it's like the best the best way to play right now is definitely with your friends. Um, because even though we lost those games, it was the closest I had come to winning because we were all actually communicating with one another. Yeah, that that's another... Uh, honestly, that's a struggle that I have not only in this game, but it's a struggle I have in uh, DBD as well. It is so fucking frustrating when you know how to play, you're playing very well, and then other people are just fucking your shit up for you. Like, I had a match in, in uh, DBD earlier where I was playing exceptionally well. Like, I, it was one of my uh, probably best Survivor matches that I've played since Rank Reset. I ended up having uh, three Iridescents and one Silver, and the Silver was because I didn't make it out of the trial. I died. And the thing that was frustrating about that is that at the end of the game, I had saved pretty much everyone off of the hook. I had been like the only one doing generators. And then when I got put on the hook at the end of the fucking game, um, the other person who literally had not been hooked once, who had literally just been running around the match or like the map fucking just sitting there, you know, grab assing the entire time and hiding in lockers because they were too fucking afraid to do anything. They fucking let me die on hook, even though I was the one who basically got us to the point where we were at. And the the thing that is annoying about that with regards to DVD is there actually is no in-game chat. Um, I think that you can uh, maybe like have like, I don't know, Discord invites and, and stuff like that. But like there's no in-game chat, so there's no one ever talking to anyone. And as a person who enjoys playing the game, but doesn't have a whole lot of friends who were willing to play it with him like that uh that you know is frustrating for me uh, at the very at the very least it's frustrating for me and then as someone who likes playing overwatch who does not have a whole lot of friends who like have the same schedule as me or you know what have you it is incredibly frustrating to hop into a match of fucking overwatch and be playing pretty well like i don't I'm not great at the game, but I don't fucking suck. And, like, I'll be playing pretty okay. And then the next thing I know, I'm fucking dead. Because my teammates are, I don't know, jerking off in a fucking corner somewhere. Literally. That's exactly what they're doing. It's frustrating. Yeah, it's 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 incredibly frustrating. Uh, but, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um... Because, like you said, I think that right now it's probably you've got a bunch of the of the the new players in. There are people who don't know exactly what it is that they're doing, um, and hopefully, pretty soon those those uh, people will either learn or they will um, they won't stop yeah. playing, or at least learn to be fucking good yeah. people. People appreciate your healers. Seriously. <laughs> I support is such a fucking hard role to play because especially yeah. if you're not communicating with people and shout out Crumkey cause she's a fucking fantastic healer. We were playing together that night 
And it's like I always have to worry about who my backup healer is because it is hard when you have teammates who are just rushing in. But, dude, she fucking crushed that. I never had to worry about Yeah, that's another thing that I've noticed. I don't understand how, like, okay, say your whole team wipes or whatever, right? Let's say that that happens. Okay, why are you rushing into the thing while not everyone is loaded back in from the queue? And then you just keep dying in quick succession. And you're not waiting to regroup and actually push. It's fucking frustrating. It's stupid. Stop doing that. Stop being idiots. Please, please don't play like that. That makes you an asshole. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Austin. Hey. Austin, have (laughs) you played? You've played Overwatch 2, right? (laughs) I actually haven't yet. Really? Yeah, uh, we talked about it last week. I was going to play with uh, old Dizzy over here, and I checked the other day. My PC is still locked for playing Overwatch 2. Beautiful. Don't know what the fuck that's about, but um, yeah, and I I haven't been able to play on the Xbox because I haven't been able to get Madison to turn it off long enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Madison fucking loves that shit, right? You know what? It's okay. She... She very much so loves Overwatch 2, and I am just happy that she has a game that she loves that much. Yeah, she loves it as much as you love Pokemon? Probably more so at this Holy point. Shit. Yeah, those last couple of trailers have been disappointing, man. <laughs> so, it'd be what it'd be. be, be. be. Alright, well. That's all it really be. Uh, I guess let's uh, get to our picks of the week, and we'll get out of here. Um Yeehaw. Yeah, fucking haw. Alright, I'm gonna do something that uh that I think some people might co- see as controversial. Go see Halloween Ends. Oh. I I really think that that movie is more than worth people's time. I think that the people who are hating on it are fucking stupid. Um I don't think that it's a great movie, but I I do enjoy or I did enjoy it and I, I think that uh, it deserves recognition for doing things that Halloween has not done maybe ever <laughs> in its entire fucking franchise run so yeah props to props oh, yeah. to them so check it out if you can if you can afford to um, it's on Peacock if you can't afford the movie theaters Fuck yeah. Um, my pick of the week this week is a band I'm pretty sure I've talked about once or twice. Uh, they're called Ice Nine Kills. They're a metalcore band. They make albums about horror movies and books. It's pretty cool. It's all I, it's usually all I listen to all October because it's just, I don't know, it gets me in the mood. It's very good. Get Go you in the spook out. mood. They even dress up in costumes every time they perform. Well, they do now. Like, now they wear, like, fucking Pennywise and Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees costumes. And they do that shit all year round, so fucking props to those guys. Can you imagine playing a festival like Warp Tour? Not that they do, because it's not a thing anymore. Can you imagine playing a festival like Warp Tour in 100-degree heat every day for three straight months, and you're dressing up in, like, full fucking costumes just for an act? Fuck that. That sounds awful. But props to those guys for toughing through it. Because I could not do that. Yeah, definitely not. Oh, 
Okay, Dylan. It's me. My pick of the week comes from the game that I talked about earlier. It's Nobody Saves the World, but the soundtrack, um, like I said, it is just a fantastic bit of nostalgic video game music. I mean, it's very unique to itself, but it's a great time. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about it, so check it out. It is on Spotify. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Cool, cool. Well, um, as always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Pop, Honey Picks, and the Culture Pop family of content. Culture Pop is available on Instagram at culture underscore bop and on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash culture bop. Um, video coming very shortly. Um, working on it this week. Hopefully it'll be out next Wednesday. Uh, I am available on Twitter at the Bebopman182, on Instagram at Bebopman182, and on Twitch, where I was actually streaming today for the first time in uh, eight months. Six years. Oh, yeah, six years. I don't know why I said eight months. You're 100% correct. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm going to try to stream a little bit uh, every day that I'm off for the rest of this week and uh, early next week. We'll see. Um, how that goes because I do have those other things working out but you know we'll see um, Dylan is available on Twitter at OMDizzyTV on Instagram at OMDizzy on Twitch at OMDizzy and on YouTube at OMDizzy then we got Mr. Austin who is available on Twitter at Big Papa Plays on Instagram at Big Papa Plays on Twitch at Big Papa Plays and on TikTok at Big Papa Plays last thing we need to talk about before we get out of here if you enjoy what we're doing here and would like to support anything that we're doing including the podcast or videos uh then go to patreon.com slash culture and consider tossing us a pledge um we have some very cool perks over there uh and there will be a refresh uh coming in um soon on those perks i'm gonna revamp everything um probably at the end of the year to try to kind of make things more appealing for everybody but uh but yeah um so we're going to be doing that and next week is our patreon um topic of the month where you get to vote so if you want to be a part of that be a part of the community then go to patreon.com slash culture also, uh, check out our Discord. If you like what you hear and you want to have some cool people to talk to, then uh, check that out. It's a fun time. We, uh, we have a lot of awesome discussions over there. And, uh, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. All right, that's it. That is the end of our show. So until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.